G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention today to some of those developments that have been happening and sometimes perhaps you might describe them as second-tier headline stories over the past week, but those that should not escape us as Christian believers who are thinking about what's happening in our nation right now. You might recall there were political comments made just last Sunday night in the men's final at the Australian Open. And there's been other developments through the week which we ought to draw attention to. There may be some hope yet. And that's something along the title of one of the latest blogs of Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator. Bill's back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, there is a sense, isn't there, that something truly Australian, and uh, given your heritage, uh, both as an American and as an Australian too, you can recognise this, that there's something in the Aussie ethos uh, which questions authority. Uh, It goes right back to the Anzacs, the idea that we just don't take everything that the chiefs say is true Uh, We want to be able to question. We want to be able to express a doubt. We want to have some assurances. These sorts of things seem to have been happening in a number of contexts through the week, and uh, they've made some headlines. You've been reflecting on these. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think it is good, of course, to question, to resist a bit. Uh, Certainly, we've been talking a lot last year about kind of the growth in government and the big state and, you know, not questioning things, going along with whatever we're told. So I, for one, uh, well, as you say, I'm an American, so we kind of maybe have this heritage. We we did kind of start uh, as a bit of a a rebellion, uh, even did a revolution to gain independence. So I guess Americans have always had this kind of streak of saying, you know, Let's not just go with the flow, not accept everything. Uh, let's let's question things, challenge things. So, yeah, there's been a few uh, incidents of that uh, just this past week, including, as you mentioned, the, the tennis. I didn't happen to watch it on Sunday night, but we all heard about it the next day. Evidently, the uh, Tennis Australia gal giving her talk decided... She would take a nice game of sport and politicize it and make a bunch of political points, and I guess the crowd wasn't all that happy. So on several occasions, they let out a a string of boos. I think one of them was when uh, she was praising uh, Premier Dan Andrews. Obviously, those of us who live here know that uh, he may not deserve such praise, given that all we've gone through in the past year. So anyways, I thought that was kind of encouraging to see a bit of a spark, a bit of a fight back, if you will, a bit of resistance, given that often we, you know, Australians are known as, you know, a bit too apathetic, you know, she'll be right, mate, kind of laid back, not wanting to rock the boat. So I thought this was one uh, interesting instance. Uh, 
of, uh, you know, let's, uh, well, let's, let's just question things a bit. Let's just not sit back and be steamrolled by everything. There's a crowd response there when politics comes into sport, uh, because there is a certain sense a lot of more purist sport fans, they don't want their sport to be overridden by all sorts of political statements and ones that might be uh, shouting the praises of the Victorian government and that's where those boos came from. Uh, There's been other developments though too through the week, Bill, uh, where you've got uh, MP Craig Kelly who has now resigned from the Liberal Party and moving to the crossbench and over all sorts of comments that he is accused of making that are around the COVID response. Uh, What are your thoughts for Craig Kelly and is there a Christian way we can talk about uh, what happens when political leaders decide to ditch one party and go out on their own? Yeah, well, it's always an interesting uh, situation. It certainly happened before, for good or ill. Um, Think of Corey Bernardi, another strong conservative who just got tired of the Liberal Party not really... Uh, supporting all the things he was concerned about. So, of course, he left, launched out on his own. Uh, It didn't last all that long. Um, uh, Craig Kelly is now independent on the crossbench. See how he goes, of course, but he's saying he's just being true to not only his convictions, but what he was elected for, everything he, uh, you know, said he believes in. That's why he was elected. It's not getting good traction within the Liberal Party, he's saying, and therefore to be true to why I was elected and why I have these strong conservative beliefs, I think I can do better uh, on the cross benches. And so I think well done to Craig Kelly. I wish we had more people of his conviction, more people to stand. Uh, sadly, a lot of folks have thought that in various ways the Liberal Party has been just kind of not as strong as it could be on so many issues, moving a bit too left on a number of areas, and just, you know, almost becoming a pale imitation of labor. So uh, I, for one, applaud Kelly, and I think we could use more like him. Well, of course, uh, his outspokenness on the National Health Initiative to get vaccinations underway, and of course he maintains he's not an anti-vaxxer, But he's been saying things that go against some of the narrative that's coming from the central health bodies in Australia. Now, we might want to hope that the TGA and uh, what happens with the national health officers, those officials who are directing the health response, we might hope that that is all of good integrity. So then what do you do with someone who uh, refuses to lie down, be quiet and be outspoken? There is a certain sense, Bill, in that what he says may not even be true, but are you saying here that he should still have the right to say it? Well, there's plenty of uh, questions about the whole corona scenario, the effectiveness of various treatments, including the various vaccines that are being rolled out, uh, the alternatives that he has been carefully documenting, I mean, looking at 40, 50 different studies on some of these alternative treatments that seem to have been proven to be effective, at least if used early on in uh, dealing with corona. Uh, He's simply saying, why can't we give that a fair shot? Why can't we give that a fair hearing? Uh, He's being blasted for it. 
just like others in other countries who are trying to do the same thing have been blasted. It's like there's a official narrative that we dare not speak against, and if we suggest anything else, and somehow we're being treasonous, but, uh, well, I, I think he's got every right to ask the hard questions and to look at some of the alternatives, especially some that seem to have been proven effective in many places, whereas here some states like Queensland have even banned them, said you cannot uh, get access to these treatments, which I just find quite strange. So does Kelly. So, look, I, again, I'm with, I'm with him. Uh, the idea that he can't even talk about this, he can't even raise this as an issue. I mean, the whole cancel culture is usually what we associate with the left. You know, they don't want alternative points of view even heard or discussed. But when your own party and your own boss and your party basically says, zip the lip, we don't want you to hear you talking this way anymore, well... I'd be frustrated as well if I were there. I think he probably had the right response, and that was to leave so he could be true to his convictions, to his electorate, and keep raising important issues that need to be debated. There's that old saying, isn't there? The Liberal Party is a broad church. In other Mm -hmm. words, to be able to accommodate a range of views, but he wasn't able to maintain that view. And in his own uh, reasoning, uh, the best way to continue to propagate that view was to leave the party and go on to the crossbench. That sort of disruptive nature, uh, you might even be critical of uh, uh, Craig Kelly for not being as loyal to the party as perhaps what he ought to have been. How do you describe that sort of, you know, perhaps we're getting a little bit of a contrast in the way we might think about what he's done? Well, we could turn it around, couldn't we, and say it's the Liberal Party that, in fact, has not been very loyal to uh, Craig Kelly. Uh, in fact, it seems they're they're doing their best to kind of weed out or push out all of those who are consistent conservatives. We just recently had one of the longest sitting members uh, losing his pre-selection, and a lot of people are asking questions about that, uh, referring to Kevin Andrews, the Victorian MP, who's been such a strong, uh, thorough, consistent conservative. Uh, He's now going to be on the outer as well. It seems like, well, what's going on here? Is the Liberal Party keep inching leftward so much that anybody who dares to stand strong on conservatism is kind of being sidelined, marginalized, pushed out. So loyalty is, I guess, a two-way street, and I'm not sure if some of the real conservatives are getting as good a treatment as they could in the current Liberal Party. Well, Bill, uh, back to the tennis for a moment. For most of us, the best we have is a boo at the tennis. And uh, you've got someone like a Craig Kelly who has some power in the way that he might resign from the party and move to the crossbench uh, and even uh, throw into there some challenges when it comes to uh, the numbers in the House. Uh, We mostly don't have a big voice, so we've got to assess the way things are happening and form our own opinions. And to do that, you really have to be a little bit critical, uh, whether it's your side of politics or the other side too, because as a Christian, you have to be able to assess things in a different way. We 
talk about having the mind of Christ. How do you think that works when we're talking about perhaps not rolling over and uh, and being a little more outspoken than we thought we always ought to be? Yeah, well, certainly as Christians, we should know all about this, of being on the outer, of being marginalized. We've never been friends with the world. We've never gotten along cozily with uh, where everybody else is at, and rightly so. We are to be different. We are to be salt and light and to stand against the darkness that's all around us. And, of course, as Jesus said in John 3, the world hates the light. Men prefer darkness rather than light, and that's why, uh, well, that's why he was rejected. That's why Christians are always rejected. So, in a sense, there's nothing new here to call into question, to not just be a brainless sheeple, uh, you know, to actually uh, challenge the narrative, to challenge the powers that be, to try to say, wait a minute, some things are important, some things are worth speaking up about, some things are worth standing against, even if it may mean I have to leave my own political party, or maybe I need to put a few boos out in a tennis match, uh, however we can start to speak up. I think, again, it's it's a good thing that we learn to resist. We've been a little bit too placid, a little bit too... Uh, silent. Uh, I think it's good that maybe Australians are perhaps getting their voice. They've just seen one thing after another, more and more things that go against their very core values and beliefs, uh, bad legislation, bad this, bad that. And maybe they're finally saying, wait a minute, enough is enough. We've got to start speaking out. We've got to raise our voices. We've got to let it be known that we don't necessarily go along with everything that's happening all around us. So I think, you know, uh, properly done, within reason, that, that's a good thing. We, we should join the resistance, you know, not just go with the flow. Well, it's not just a Christian trait we're talking about, but Aussies appreciate uh, this fabulous foundation that we will have as Christians and not just receiving everything that's fed to us on a spoon. Uh, But there's something in the Anzac spirit, uh, that idea of uh, resisting and questioning authority and, and having that ability to be able to be your own person and have your own say. Well, you might like to read one of Bill Muhlenberg's latest articles on this. The one we're talking about today is called There May Be Some Hope Yet and talking about those outspoken things at the tennis and uh, then Craig Kelly, the Conservative MP. You can find Culture Watch when you Google Culture Watch one word or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, good insights as always. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.